1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This,
0: this is the Porpoise Pod. Porpoise Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All dolphins, all the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana what's going on everybody porpoise pod here with you it is Brendan tobin alongside my co-host alejandro solana solana what's going on man this is our first uh week uh having to follow a loss you know you i, I flew solo after that depressed fest that was the cincinnati and i apologize by the way to our audience for that episode it was very sad <laughs> i was at an irish pub which was a good time but you know like i had to do one of those things at a radio event where i'm just like hey we're giving away dolphin tickets everybody and not everybody was as cheerful after Tua, you know, got his head snapped in into the ground again, and so he wasn't, and, you know, it was a little bit yeah. of a damper. So my mood was a little bit sour after that one. But it's good to have you back, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad to be back. It was, uh, you know, it sucked not being able to react to this. I heard, um, I heard the episode you did solo, and uh, the show honestly sounded better without me. No, and- that's not true. <laughs> no, but I just. Just we're going to get into it. Just uh, a tough week.
0: Yeah, tough week, this is like it, it was worst case scenario. You know, like we're in this place where we talked a little bit about Tua's back injury, him being banged up going into that game. And the idea that, you know, maybe should just sit him. But then you hear him talk and you know how much he wants to stay out there. It's a big match between him and Joe Butro, And then all of a sudden, you know, the worst happens that he gets slammed into the ground. I didn't think that he looked fantastic in that game to begin with Solana. I don't know about what your read of that was, but you know, to see that happen on national television was, uh, was awful. And, you know, the dolphins, everybody's very mad at them right now. It's still on. I was at, uh, I was at the gym today on the elliptical. I look up Wolf Blitzer. He's talking dolphins. <laughs> dolphins guy. See two you know, frozen body there on the field still to on a, on a news network. Talking about how uh, how evil concussions are, and I feel I feel terrible for him because you know I feel terrible for him. I feel terrible for the Dolphins organization. I feel bad for everybody in the scenario because it's a violent sport. I think that nobody had bad intentions, but the the worst case scenario happened, and it, and and you know, yeah, you are gonna deal with some uh, you are gonna deal with some ramifications from that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it it does suck that mcdaniel and the dolphins organization itself the dolphins doctors are being criminalized right now you know everybody's kind of reacting the same way that that i i think i understand because not only was it worst case scenario where he hits his head and he's concussed but tobin i didn't i didn't get to react the way most people did watching the game on amazon right i'm up in the booth it happened on the other side of me I see Tua down there laying for 12 minutes, and obviously we're frightened, we're, we're we're sad because nobody wants to see Tua of all people, not because he's a starting quarterback, but because he really is such a good dude. Yeah, and he's dealt with injuries, um, which I think, by the way, plays a major part of why he allowed himself to get rushed back despite the back injury. Agreed. But when I get to, I land at five in the morning after the game. And now I get to see the reaction, this vitriol reaction to the Miami Dolphins organization, to the NFL, to the doctors for letting him go back out there. And I see the video where his hands, you know, kind of cramp up and he's in that position. I get it. I understand the optics of it. I understand people are kind of taken back by the brutality of this game. I understand people demand answers. And they want somebody to blame. How could it be possible that after what looked to be a head injury against Buffalo, what looked to be, I want to be very specific there, how could they let him back out there on short rest Mm -hmm. to top all that off um, and, and be put in a position where this could happen? And, you know, it sucks, but it's a reality of the game. Tobin, a lot of people don't realize this won't be the last time Tua tunga gets hit that way and this won't be the last time he's injured and this won't be the last time where he's taken down in an aggressive manner of course it is football you know and I'm not I'm not downplaying concussions I'm not downplaying the severity of what can happen after repeated concussions like I think all those things are super serious and Tua the Dolphins Mike McDaniel the doctors, the independent doctor from the NFL, neurologist who is no longer a member You're of fired. the NFL. Yeah. Um, but even, I, I, you even I don't ask. think any of those people downplay the severity of that either, right? Like the NFL has, has, has taken strides and truthfully has, compared to what they were 10 years ago, gone in the, the right direction to prevent these things. But you can't prevent head injuries in the NFL unless you don't play.
0: They do, yeah. Look, they do what they can. Like, they wear those, uh, what are those, those guardian hat things that they wear during training camp? Like, look, right. it's definitely been something they've tried to suppress as much as possible and you, the, as you can in a contact sport where people are flying all around. I mean, look, he got a roughing the passer penalty that same drive, wasn't it? Was it, I think, uh, it was either that same drive or the drive before where Tua right. got a, got a rough in the passer. So they try and take care of their quarterbacks. And yeah, to your point, I do think it plays a huge role his durability, what's on the line for him this year. Remember, it was just a year ago where Tua was pissed because Brian Flores was sitting him over a finger injury, and he thought that he was good enough and healthy enough to go, and Brian Flores sat him. He eventually played in that game anyway. He got brought in for uh, for Jacoby Reset in the Ravens game, which we talked about at length a couple of weeks ago, but I, I do think that that probably played a thing, and look, this has been a very harmonious relationship with Mike McDaniel, who is a rookie head coach, and does he take blame in it? Was he complacent in it? Maybe I could say that being, I don't think he does it saying, like, yes, Tua, you play. That's right, Tua. You go out there with your scrambled eggs brain because you're better than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think that happens. I think that Tua says he's good. The doctors say, hey, it seems like he's okay. You know, I think we avoided something here. He's dealing with a back injury. And look, by the way, It doesn't even seem like the players association knows because they came out and said, well, we're mad at if even if it was a back injury, we're mad. Well, it's like, well, now you're kind of widening the net of what you're pissed off about. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't be scared or shouldn't be concerned because what happened to Tua was very, very scary. And you never want to see that happen to a guy, especially a guy like Tua, is very famous, adorable, all these types of things. Um and everybody's rooting for him in this fan base. It was it was the worst case. I say this, the worst case scenario as a Dolphin fan to see that happen to him on national television. Um, but you know, I I really don't feel like the Dolphins were being sneaky here. Like for the example, like with the with the tampering thing, dude. The Dolphins were sneaky on that. They deserve <laughs> to be punished. First round pick, a little bit strong. But they deserve to be embarrassed and punished for that because it was so blatant. Who gets busted for tampering? They deserve to be embarrassed for that. You know, when your offensive line coach snorts a powdered substance and it gets videota- and the videotape gets released by a stripper, you, you deserve some embarrassment for that. I, I don't necessarily think they deserve shame for this because I don't know how many places this would have gone wrong, could have gone wrong. I think now everybody's going to be super extra careful because they don't want the players associated being pissed at them. Um, but you know, I I don't I really don't feel like anybody had bad intentions here, and I think a big play of it was Tua wanted to play. He seemed fine, and what he typically does coming off of injury in that game against the Bills is looked upon in sports as heroic. You were tough. You went through it. You threw a game winning touchdown drive. Like all of this stuff is usually applauded, and yeah, it was very scary to see him stumble like that on the field, but. You know, for for if you would have thought, Mike McDaniel thought, coming off of that win, it was going to turn into what it was. I, I don't think in a million years you thought it could have been that bad. But, you know, I think that's why everybody is is pissed, because the optics look bad, and it ended in the worst way possible.
2: Yeah, and I don't know how you feel about th- this reaction to Sunday's injury, where people are ass- – not not even assuming they're just jumping to the conclusion now because he had the head injury because he reacted to that head injury the way he did people are jumping to the conclusion one the dolphins doctors and the independent neurologist from the NFL just kind of w- didn't follow protocols as they should have and let him out on the field in in a irresponsible way right like that's that's the first conclusion and number 2 a ton of people are just saying had a concussion there's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind and Tobin when you watch that replay I don't think anybody will deny it looks like a head injury it looks like he, it does what, 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 what what's the cliche everybody's using he got his door uh, door rang or Bell whatever wrong. He, there's no doubt you watch that the optics of it for sure for sure you say to yourself head injury but I'm not gonna sit down on my couch three days later play the result and say that neurologist was wrong He clearly had a concussion. The Dolphins' doctors were negligent. He clearly had a concussion. These are trained medical professionals who follow the science, and they're all liable for what happens. Yeah, telling me that a group of doctors just said, "Hey, Tua, whatever they whatever they ask you, tell them it was a a back injury. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Get back out there." Like, I I just, I'm sorry, man. I don't buy that, and I really, really don't like the reaction. Everybody is just now saying that was a concussion. There's no doubt in my mind that was a concussion when there was, there, there was an investigation into it. There were protocols. Day, the day it happened, the day after, the day after, the day after, four days after, and he cleared all those protocols. So I, what's right. Mike McDaniel supposed to do? They tell I, him he's okay. Tua wants to go out there. He's saying he's ready to go, that it was a back injury. The doctors tell him it's a back injury. From the Dolphins organization – What are they supposed to do? Say, nah, it looked like a head injury, so we're going to sit him out? Well, then, like, what are you doing? Then what's the point of having the doctors anyways?
0: I I do worry a little bit, not just because you don't have Tua out there, because, you know, contrary to popular belief, the guy's actually very important for the Dolphins to win. But I do worry a little bit for a rookie coach like Mike McDaniel, who has had a bit of a honeymoon start to his career with, with the winning that's been going on with him being charming, everybody kind of loving his press conferences. And I do, I felt like I, when I heard him today, I, I I felt like I heard somebody a little bit beaten down and stressed by all of this. Like he's clearly a guy who cares a lot about Tua, you know, was still very emotional about what had happened days later. And then even today, he, he, he did not seem like his normal, lighthearted, jokey self, which this is not a joking situation, but I do worry that in his first year as a head coach, that this could be just a situation that could just bog down on you. Like, I feel like this could be very, very stressful for him. And, you know, obviously top priority is to his health, but also look, the dolphins and their dolphin and their fan base still wants to go and win a game against the New York jets, a big time rival. That doesn't look like a joke, uh, and just got their quarterback back in Zach Wilson and I, I do worry that, you know, with Mike McDaniel, he kind of feels like he's been riding easy breezy on everything. Things have kind of just run natural for him. And in a weird way, that's not performance-based, he's facing his first real adversity as a leader here. And I wonder how he's going to handle all of that because it kind of feels, just based on a face read, if I'm doing eyeball test,
2: feels like it's stressing him out a lot, dude. And And it's so fair what you're saying there, Tobin, think of this situation now moving forward no matter when Tua gets cleared from uh, concussion protocols and we probably won't know until they just say one day hey Tua's cleared until the Dolphins just release it we won't know no matter when it is whether it's after the Jets game no matter if it's three months from now going into the Dolphins Super Bowl run right like doesn't matter I'm giving you painting the two wildest scenarios people question him the next time Tua gets his bell rung, people will question him. It'll come back every single time to whether or not the Miami Dolphins were negligent in handling this specific situation. And you don't want that cloud looming over you as an organization. You just said it. Nothing's more important than to his health. And I think Mike McDaniel feels that way. Truthfully, I do. Like when he talks, we've talked about his authenticity. We've talked about the way he is just transparent and he's himself. And when you listen to him after the game and when you listen to him throughout the week before the game, he was putting to his health before anything else. He truthfully I didn't was. think he
0: was going to play, dude. Well, that, when I heard him on Monday, the day after the game happened, they weren't mentioning head. They were talking They were talking ankle and back. But he was – I don't think he was optimistic that Tua was going to play. And then he revealed right. in his next press conference that they had had a conversation nearly at 11 o'clock at night which I imagine was to a probably pressing him to play. And I think with knowing that his relationship was to be the anti Brian Flores and be the guy who supports his quarterback in a weird way, you have this star QB for the first time, maybe flexing his muscle and saying, no, Mike, I'm playing. And you're the rookie in that scenario. And yes, you have to be the leader. But Tua is the most famous part of this organization right now. Like it or love it, people can say whatever they want about the franchise. This is Tua's franchise right now. And Mike McDaniel's job hinges a lot on what his success is. And if the quarterback says he wants to play, I can see a, I can see a place where Mike is pressured into putting him out there. And, yeah, I do feel like there is a lot of regret from him because you people can say play, but the results are what they are. And I do think he's shook up by what happened
2: and it's hard not to be, and Tobin, you and I, and you had brought it up, and I wanted to bring it up as well, and we talked about it right before the game Wednesday when we previewed the Thursday night football game. Why not, again, this was just knowing that you had a head, I'm sorry, a back and uh, ankle injury, right? We were totally disregarding a head injury because of what the doctors and because of what the NFL neurologist had said, that it wasn't a a head injury. Tua denied it being a head injury. Mike McDaniel was adamant that from what he was being told after all the protocols were met, wasn't a head injury. So you and I both discussed, why not just sit him right? If his back is hurting that much. And I'm just going, I was just
0: going, by the way, I'm just going off what they said, I wasn't even like doing an investigation. I was going off of Mike McDaniel saying he told me his back was like Gumby. And Tua saying it was very, very hard to throw the football. And I was just saying to myself with this back injury, well, maybe don't play football in two days. I don't yeah. know. Maybe just, you know, you guys are off to a 3-0 and start. Um, but I but I also, I can see their side. I can see to a side of it where it's like, no, no, no. F that. I'm a competitor. Tua, like, as nice as he is, he wants to shake that of, like, I still have an f u dog mentality and I want to take on Joe Burro on national television in front of that snake Ryan Fitzpatrick who mocks me with his ukulele. You know, hey, by the way, get your own bit, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you bum. Uh, that's neither here nor there. The point is he wants to go and shine on national television. And yeah, like I I think that that pressures
2: a coach into one. If your star player wants to play, he's going to play. After we recorded that episode, I spoke with Mike Cunho of CBS four. And I kind of brought up that question on the Hawk and Crotter show. I said, Mike, this guy's hurting. He said he's out of his own mouth to throw. It hurts to turn, to hand the ball off. It hurts to run. He's in pain. Why not just sit him out for this game? Why are you going to possibly hurt him even more down the line where it could hurt you? And and Kunio had such a great answer, which is something you and I, neither you and I uh, said, which was the Dolphins have missed the playoffs by how many games the last two seasons? One game. Yeah, it's 2020. Missed, mm-hmm. it, missed it because you lost to Buffalo. You got blown out in Buffalo week, whatever that was, 17 or 18. Last season, you lose to Tennessee in Tennessee you missed the playoffs by one game, each of those seasons, both of Tua's seasons, uh, first two seasons in the NFL. And now you're telling Tua who already has that mark of durability issues, who has already been told he'll never be Joe Burrow and he'll never be Justin Herbert. You're telling him he has a chance on national TV to not only silence the critics against Joe Burrow, but prove that he doesn't have durability issues and the Miami Dolphins, the last two seasons have missed the playoffs. Because he was unavailable for a stretch of the season, I mean, you you were literally crafting the perfect argument for why a warrior, literally, this guy is a warrior, doesn't want to play. I think we've we've also because of of Brian Flores, we've kind of have this image of Tua that he's like this soft, cuddly guy, and bro, this dude is a bleeping warrior. He really is, and it gets mm-hmm. lost. It gets lost because of of. What we've seen from Tua, which was rib injury, finger injury, being held out—that's that's our image of Tua coming and into the
0: league with it, a hip injury. You know, like coming into a league as looked upon as damaged goods.
2: Right, right. And it's not—it's not reflective of of what the truth is, which is—and—and and anybody who's paying attention knows this dude is a competitor. And it kind of sounds like you know we're, we're being—I I don't know—I feel like it, it may sound like we're being homers, but it's—it's it's the reality where you know this isn't somebody who's going to sit there and say hey, I'm clear to go, but I'm not going to go. He's trying to prove to everybody and trying to live up to what everybody wants him to be down here. And it's, it's easier said than done to, to say, yeah, I can't go. I'm going to sit this one out. Like, he wants to be out there with his team.
0: I just disagree with the idea that the Dolphins did anything evil. Like, you right. know, like this Chris Nowinski, who I hated on Tough Enough, by the way, you know, great wrestling heel. Uh, you know, and it seems like he's doing work that matters. And I don't want to, you know, poo-poo everything about brain work. Because seriously, it is an important thing. We don't understand what's going on with these guys' brains. But I don't genuinely believe anybody in the Dolphins organization had Tua's, you know, w- was neglectful of Tua's health. I they think had malintent, right? Yeah. Like, l- I, I don't put don't him out there. No, I don't think right. that was the case. I think yeah. that, you know... Should we be way more cautious about something like that? Yeah, perhaps, but this is a savage sport It it is, you know, I I mean, like as much as I, you know, we joke, you joke with Leroy back and forth. This is crazy. A man who I'm very good friends with and do a show with every day can't open a bottle of water because he has to get his thumbs worked on for all that he does. He has to hang upside down like a bat, you know, because he played running back. I, I mean, you know, you and I, I don't think can comprehend this, but I also think that these guys also have a code and they don't understand. They, they, they go about this in a different way. Um, and I do think that, you know, that desire to play and the relationship with the coach probably played a hand in it. And it's just, it, it really did blow up in their face in a bad way. Um, but something that happened that was really unfortunate, I don't think should be looked upon as something that is uh, that was done evil by the organization we'll take a break here on the porpoise pod we will shift gears a little bit on over because the dolphins do have a game to look ahead to tyree kill mike gusecki all looking ahead to uh week five against the new york jets we'll play a little echo location for you on the porpoise pod as we swim on after this Porpoise Pod swimming on here. Tobin and Solana here. Thanks to everybody, by the way, who has uh, got the Porpoise Pod. Download it, subscribe, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys uh, following us here on this project because we endeavor into week five here. Let's get into a little echolocation because that is how Porpoises, aka Dolphins, communicate. And uh, a busy day at the podium on Monday, Solana, as a lot of the stars uh, speaking after having a long weekend some guys got to get away you know after the thursday night football they call this the mini buy. and uh, tyreek hill tyreek hill spoke to the media who is uh leading the league in receiving by the way uh, i don't you know just for everybody who thought that he was going <laughs> to suck down here I just want to you know mention leading leading the league in receiving uh he was uh asked about the idea of having to uh go about it with uh teddy bridgewater this week and um Let's just say Tyreek Hill, not worried about it. Like QB doesn't necessarily matter to your production. I think you said you put up numbers with Alex Smith, you put up numbers with.
1: I'll put up okay. numbers with you. <laughs>
0: Come on. <laughs> Man. I mean, all right. Well, listen, you know, I don't disagree. I think if, uh, you know, Marcelo uh, Louis Jacques was out there and if you gave him a couple snaps, I think Tyreek Hill could probably bust one for 60.
2: Oh, for sure. I think I think you get a bust one for 60, no matter who's throwing the ball, throw yeah. a, little, a little fade to him, and, and he's good to go. But I do love Tobin, you had mentioned in the previous segment, there was a, a bit more of a somber mood when McDaniel spoke. And even at practice today, I was reading tweets like there was a different energy, right? A different vibe from Dolphins practice, but Tyreek Hill delivers no matter what.
0: Look, he is. uh, I think he is the energy of the Miami Dolphins. I think in a lot of ways, he is uh, the mouthpiece for them. He brings a swagger to this organization that they have not had because he has uh, credentials and accomplishments and has done things. And, um, you know, I'm really glad that the Dolphins have him, quite frankly, because I do think that, one, he's delivered every which way. Um, Two, you know, I think people thought that he was going to be, you know, a bit of a malcontent. And, you know, maybe a bit of a headache, especially with all the stuff that he had said uh, about Kansas City and all that. But, you know, for him, he is uh, he's come in. He's delivered. uh, He's looked fantastic. He's made big play after big play every single game. And, you know, I I think it's been a pretty good marriage. He did mention, though, Solana, uh, a little bit more from Tyreek Hill echo locating here. Uh, Remember, he's got a meeting this week with the New York Jets. It was a little bit of Jets rumblings about Tyree Kill. Was he going to go there instead of the Dolphins? Remember when this whole Tyree Kill trade, you know, sweepstakes was going on for like a whole three hours? And uh, this is Tyree Kill on why he did not go to the Jets. Oh, it was very close to happening, man. But it just those, just those state taxes, man. You know, I, I realized,
1: you know, I I had to make a grown up decision, and you know, here I am in, in the great city of Miami. You know, great weather, great people, we're beautiful people. I feel like so. Here I am.
0: Loving life, you know, just doing his cheetah thing. And you know, Jets. Oof.
2: Come on. That didn't didn't want to play with Joe Flacco and then uh and then the the MILF Hunter.
0: <laughs> the on. old old MILF Hunter. And did you see, by the way, did you see the uh the little kid on Pittsburgh who had the sign that says uh my mom is hot, Zach Wilson? Incredible. Uh, great that's great trash talk. You yeah. know, fantastic job by that kid's got a future.
2: What, I don't about, know when, uh, uh, what? you're right. <laughs> sign making <laughs> professional NFL sign maker you saw you saw the the gritty that uh I did see Zach the Wilson. gritty
0: I did see the gritty uh I, I feel like uh the white guys they feel like they have uh, I think they have, feel like they have carte blanche now in fact Mike Gaseki talked about this uh today he feels like he has opened the door for anybody to gritty some may argue that he has absolutely killed the gritty here's the Dolphins tight end
3: Uh, Yeah, I did and you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that, you know, kind of let loose out there and yeah Yeah, listen depends on who's grading it Uh, Also depends on what you're looking for, you know, like I really let loose out there uh, and I think that you know, I opened the door for a lot of other people to kind of uh, You know feel comfortable out there. So uh, I'm happy that that I could do that Practice has been happening. What's that
2: practice has been happening on uh, going back to the Grady in front of the mirror?
3: You know, as, as I've thought about it, the, like, naturally, like, will it probably happen if I score again? Yeah, probably. But, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, a lot of people are doing it. Um, I mean, I obviously piggybacked off a lot of other people. So, would still like to yeah, we be know. unique. You know, when I did it, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. So, that's why I did it. Um, so, not, not I don't right know reason. if it's, it'll still have the same effect the second time around. Did you get any reviews from your wife on your – uh yeah she uh she was not proud she told me not to embarrass her like that ever again um and so she's she's had me practicing uh about you know several times a day since then well that is a wife who cares
0: i mean like the idea that she wants him to get better at the gritty i mean i appreciate that from mrs gasecki
3: yeah that's
2: wifey material right there tobin
0: it is. I was actually. I asked my wife after I heard this clip. I was like, "What is the most embarrassed you have been by me?" And uh, non-drunk, obviously, everybody has a drunk moment where they are not proud of. And she goes, going to be honest with you. When you dressed like Macho Marlins man at that fan fest a couple of years ago, me and your son were pretty embarrassed by that. I thought that was a fair one. I mean, me dressing like a a, a baseball-loving cartoon character mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in front of my children—that's a fair thing to be embarrassed by."
2: Yeah. Was that when you jumped into the Clevelander pool? Was no. The same day. <laughs> Cause no, I, this... I was embarrassed for you when you jumped into the Clevelander pool.
0: Really? I was actually proud of that one. That one. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is the top. I don't think the character could get better of this. Cause security did not want me to do it. I had, they were like, don't, don't do it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and the D what actually we had, uh, I forget what the DJ's name was at the time, but he, he worked at 790 or was in the, uh, the, the promotions department, rest in peace, by the way, 790. Yeah. Um, he and so he's like, ah, he's cool and so like I was allowed to do the big elbow off of the the Clevelander pool disgusting pool by the way I mean it was Terrible. just definitely full of disease <laughs> and just <laughs> sadness and it's not there anymore I don't know like Jeter tried to turn it into like something not cool and then they kind of made it something cool again this year but I haven't been to enough Marlins games to know I saw Gabby Sanchez out there one time in a, in left field. It looked like he was it's, having a good time.
2: Yeah, it's cool again. It is it's recess or whatever, and, uh, and you can just get hammered there. It's almost like being at a club, and then there's baseball, which huh. isn't terrible when you're the Marlins, right? Like, it, it, it works, I think, people getting drunk, and then there's baseball, like, sort of. If you want to turn your head to the right, there's baseball. Man,
0: that's something right there. Uh, A little bit more from Mike Gusecki, who has to uh, catch passes from Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, You let me know, Solana, if this makes you sad or if you're just impressed by uh, Mike Gusecki and his memory. Played
3: with Ryan Tannehill, Brock Osweiler, Josh Rosen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Jacoby, Tua, you know, add Teddy to the list, Skyler in the preseason, David Fales in the preseason, my rookie year. I mean, I've caught... I've caught Reed, Sinet. I've caught footballs from anybody and everybody. Um, so you just got to go out and make a play on the ball when, when it comes to you. I don't know whether to be impressed or sad.
2: Well, I'm, I'm very happy he didn't leave out Reed because that would have been awkward. They literally just signed him. Would have been very awkward. But that's a depressing list. That's a depressing list, dude. That's a depressing that list. <laughs> a depressing. I think Josh Rosen made me the saddest. <laughs>
0: I was like, oh yeah. Remember when we thought Josh
2: Rosen was gonna be a thing? Just traded a second for him. No big deal. No big deal.
0: Josh Rosen, man. Woof.
2: I'm Seven. I'm I am happy for Reed Sinnott, by the way. Uh, because you know, he was up in Philly, and last year the Dolphins didn't do what they did with Skyler this year. Uh, good, good for him. I mean, he'll be cut in a couple weeks, unfortunately, once Tua comes back. Definitely. But but good for Reed. Come back, collect a quick check throw a couple passes. passes. Yeah, it's it to win squad. it, dude. Not? What's not
0: to love? What's not to love? Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion.
2: BlueNile.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
0: Now, look, I, I do want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, we'll hear from Mike McDaniel on them starting Teddy Bridgewater, which they are going to do. Uh, Tua was officially ruled out. I don't even think we've mentioned that so far on the pod. He is officially out for the Jets. No surprise there. Good um, call.
2: Good, Tobin, good call, by yeah. the way. Like, uh, there, there was no way they were going to let Tua Tungvalu. It doesn't matter he's cleared. They could get the top neurosurgeon in the history of the world. They could get a maester from Game of Thrones. Like, this dude, doesn't matter, was not going to play Sunday uh, versus the Jets.
0: No, there was no shot that was going to happen. But uh, Mike McDaniel, obviously, having a lot of faith, they spent a lot of money on Teddy Bridgewater, backup quarterback-wise in the price range. Uh, Miami guy, he gets his first start. I think he is, is he the, I think I saw, what did I see, the 24th? quarterback since Marino to start. I think that's I think that's the number they're at right now. But uh Mike McDaniel, lots of faith in uh, an old Teddy B. Tell I can speak for the team
1: um offense and defense and special teams, uh we're very very confident in Teddy Bridgewater. It's a uh, one of the reasons you um uh decide to go that direction in, in an off season and prioritize your um backup quarterback as if uh you, uh, is for these moments and we, we went out and, um, and signed him and it's been the, one of the better things that could have happened to us for, um, for the team's dynamic, for his, um, contribution, how to his playing and his ability to play as well as, um, his his part in the development of Skylar. So, uh, he, he's had a big role. Everyone's super confident in him. Um, he's, he's done it before. Um, it's a different deal, um, coming off the bench than starting. Uh, Teddy knows that, and he's he'll he'll be fully prepared and ready to go. And, um, I, I
0: don't think the the team will bat an eye, um, when we uh lace him up on Sunday. All right, Solana is a number, the number one Skyler Thompson fan. Um, Teddy Bridgewater starting this weekend against the New York Jets. How do you feel about this?
2: I'm fine. I think Teddy played well versus uh the Bengals in the second half. I know everybody's upset about the interception, but up until that point, played good. He, he was right? doing okay. Yeah, he was fine. doing okay. Certainly better than the two passes he threw versus Buffalo. Oh um, my god. Yeah, that was bad. I'm I'm the leader of the the Skyler Thompson Brigade. There's no doubt about it, but you you there's no there's no logical scenario where <laughs> you could benched Teddy for Skylar Thompson. Um, And I don't think he'll have a short leash either. This is kind of his, his team right now. I agree just, with that. J- just the way it's going to play out.
0: I mean, if he completely stinks up the joint, I feel like Skylar Thompson is like classic spark plug. You know, we don't know anything about this guy. You leave the Jets scrambling a little bit. I don't think you would go into a, any week against these people being like, Hey, uh, this guy who you guys didn't hear of the seventh round pick who lit it up in the preseason. We're going at you with him <laughs> against the guy that we spent. What do they spend? Six million on Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, like this is why six. they, br- yeah, this is why they bring him in. Uh, he's supposed to be capable. Nobody here wants this scenario because obviously we all love watching Tua play football, but you know, I, I, it is the jets. This is not one of the best teams in the league. They're a better jets team. They don't seem like a, an absolute embarrassment, but I, I, I do feel like Dolphins are still three point favorites going into this. And we know that defense is absolutely nasty. They, I would hope that the rest, they're a little bit more put together, especially Xavier and Howard. They wouldn't reveal much on Bye-Bye Jones uh, going into uh, this so far, but maybe they'll get him back. So, you know, I still feel like it's a winnable game, even with no Tua.
2: It should be a winnable game. I mean, I I don't even think the Jets are that bad, by the way, which pains me to say because nothing brings me more joy in sports than New York teams being bad yeah. um but you you should you should be able to handle Zach Wilson and the New York Jets you should um you beat Buffalo you beat Baltimore you beat New England all three of those teams are probably better than this Jets team so even without Tua you should be able to handle it and like I said he played well like he made some pretty good some pretty good plays he connected with Tyreek on like that fifty-five yard bomb or whatever it was down to the four, you struggle to run the ball. I mean, Tobin, that's kind of going to loom over this Dolphins offense now that two is gone. Because right, as as much as I think there is confidence in Teddy to be a game manager, don't make mistakes. He can get the ball to to your playmakers. There's no doubt about it. As much as there's confidence there to a certain extent, not being able to run the ball at all, that 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 is tough with a backup quarterback coming in.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Like, they went into this year, and this feels like something they that has been a theme is that they really haven't gone into – I can't remember the last year that the Dolphins have really gone into a season with a bonafide, proven running back. You know, Raheem Mostert is a nice player, super fast. Mike McDaniel and him are BFFs. They love each other. And Chase Edmonds, I think they they kind of thought more opportunity – you know we've definitely seen flashes from them. We've seen the moments. We've seen the explosion, but as like those guys who could really carry an offense when things aren't going great, they did not pick that up. And you know, I, I do think that they're still all kind of coming together. This is still a new offense, but certainly uh, it would be nice to know you would have something a little bit more reliable to to lean back on in this game. I don't know if that's quite the case. Hopefully, uh, you know, Teddy is you know careful with the football and and delivers it to your two uh, speedsters. A little bit more healthy Jalen Waddle this time around. But, you know, we'll have plenty more time to get to that Jets game as uh, more Porpoise Pods come this week. Until then, everybody, you know, have a great uh, rest of your day. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in to another edition of the Porpoise Pod. Have a great uh, whatever the hell the next episode is, everybody. Solana, (laughs) it was great to see you again. Great to be reunited. Yeah, I really didn't know where to go with that one, to be (laughs) honest with you. I was just kind of porping around, dude. Just porping around. Corporate.